you're getting other guys to step up. That they're hungry. They're wanting to go out there and show, you know, showcase what they can do. You're not serious. Uh, that's the type of results you're going to get, and you're going to go into halftime down. Why did we not play Kessler Edwards? Like he did so well. Uh, what two games ago? Yeah, he had really. Uh, <laughs> Jade and uh, I was going off. And yeah. I thought that's, I, I, I just think that's good strategy. Uh, put the athletic, taller, lengthier person on the shorter point guard. Uh, De'Aaron Fox did not have a good game. Um, you cannot go under screens on a player like Jaden Ivey because he will make you pay. That's what we've been waiting to see. And there is pandemonium at Arco. like that motherfucking being. Welcome to the Beam Unit. It's Daily, along with my co-pilot, Liz. What's going on? Oh, what's up, y'all? First quarter, Herder hits three threes. Sasha comes in and makes a three-point play. Mike Brown has a successful challenge. Malik gets a block, which turns into a Davion breakaway layup. King's up 36-31. Second quarter, Keegan Murray draws a charge. Trey Lyles goes super Trey on, sorry, and hits two threes. Kings force a 24 second violation. Detroit goes on a run. Detroit leads at the half, 70 to 63. You could tell Golden One was a little unsettled at that moment. Um, I mean, the first half, they let this team obviously, you know, take the lead into the half. They let them, you know, hang around, um, you know, kind of for too long. I, you know, I will say, uh, I liked, you know, to start the game. It was nice to see Kevin Herter hit two big threes right off the bat. Um, get him going a little bit, get him in a flow. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you let a team like this, that's only won six games the entire season, um, you know, especially with, you know, multiple players out with Cade and, uh, you know, Bogdanovich, like you're getting other guys to step up. They're hungry. They're wanting to go out there and show, you know, showcase what they can do, um, you know, to earn more minutes. So you're going to get a hungry team. And if you're not serious, uh, that's the type of results you're going to get. And you're going to go into halftime down. Absolutely. Third quarter, Detroit, Detroit goes on a run as well. Kings down 15 with seven minutes to go. Fox hits a three. Trey Lyles hits two threes in a row. Kings within eight. Malik gets an and one. Domas hits a right corner three at the buzzer. Detroit leads by two, 99-97 to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, there's a Davion to Monk alley-oop, which was beautiful. Pistons up five with four minutes to go. Monster dunk from Domas on the pick and roll with Monk. Detroit hits three threes in a row, which I consider the dagger. Detroit wins 133 to 120. Booze fill the arena. Liz. Yeah, I mean, as they should. I mean, you're coming, you know, off a long road trip. It's your first game back, you know, at home. Um, you know, when you're in the thick of the standings with, you know, a lot of teams that are competing and, the you know, the standings basically from like five to, you know, like I would say 10, 11 are pretty like close and you know to each other so it's important to win games and i wouldn't say you know this is like a um they should have won this game but this is a game that they must win in this situation especially with you know how their um upcoming schedule is it's gonna it's not getting any easier you're having some tough games you're gonna be going back on the road um so you got to take care of business especially on your home court uh but they came out they looked you know lethargic um, you know, there was some decent things by certain players. I thought Domas had a really nice game, uh, you know, but once you let a team, like I said, like this stick around, you let, you know, um, Jaden Ivey go off. Um, they were just not defending him well all night. And I will say 
uh, De'Aaron Fox did not have a good game. Um, you cannot go under screens on a player like Jaden Ivey because he will make you pay. And that's exactly what he was doing all freaking night. So, um, yeah, Keegan just did unfortunately not have a good game at all. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. On to the next one. Regroup and, you know, keep pushing because, again, this is game 50, so there's still 32 more games. Um, but you got to start, you know, buckling down and, uh, you know, figuring out this, this stuff and, you know, beating teams that you not quote unquote should should be, but, you know, you need to be in order to, you know, be considered a serious team. Word. I mean, and shout out to Ch- Detroit. Uh, all their babies just balled out today. Um, Sasser is a hooper for sure. And I, I know that's not deep basketball analysis, but he has it all. And I'm excited to see him. Uh, Jaden Ivey is showing his potential as well we know what Jalen Duran does I mean Jalen Duran's only what 19 or 20 and already built like Domas it's ridiculous and yeah Domas can only do so much even though he had a great game against them but Jalen Duran also had a great game as well so uh shout out to their youngs just a weird game uh, on the king side it's like Monk looked off early uh even though I feel like he and Domas carried us in the second half a shout out to the bench uh, Trey Lyles was hot, and it's like I hate it when we waste nights like this where where Trey Lyles hits fifty percent from three, um, as well as well as Kevin. But then, you know, Keegan lays a goose egg, unfortunately, and then De'Aaron Fox just looked tired. Everything was off, especially his like signature middies. It was just weird. So uh, really unfortunate. So it is what it is. I will say too, um, like it's. I think it's disappointing because of like coming off of like, obviously Monday was disappointing and losing to the Cavaliers, but you have a nice road trip when you win, you know, five out of the seven games. So you're kind of like on a high, even though you lost the last game and you kind of have hope that, you know, you can come back home, get another win against, you know, a struggling Detroit team, especially missing players. Um, But again, when you come out and you're not serious and you play the way you do, um, yeah, that's, you know, like you're going to get the results you got. So uh, I see people blaming like Mike Brown on the timeline uh, that's absolutely crazy. Um, this team just did not execute the game plan at all tonight. Well, I will say this is the same Detroit team that was up 20 um, in the first quarter on the road trip. And so they could totally score in this Kings team. It's it's not a bad squad. It is a bad squad via record-wise, but again, we're not the most athletic team, and that's what they're filled with, young, super athletic players uh, who are now, you know, they have some games under the belt. So... You know, it's not as bad as everyone says it is. It looks bad, sure, but you got to give them their due, seriously. Yeah, and they remember the Kings' comeback win. They got their lick back. It's unfortunate. David, what's happening? Hey, guys. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, it's tough. The guys play like shit, and when you play like shit, you lose to anybody. Um, But, yeah, um, this is a game they should have won, but... They lost it, uh, but Detroit's going to win a few games against good teams, and Detroit went out and played really hot, and the guys going out and played for most of the game pretty poorly. Like, I'll give the bench a lot of credit. They at least came out, put some things going, and Domas did his usual thing, which is good to see, but yeah. Um, Good news, the guys usually respond pretty well after losses, and like, um, I think that, you know, and especially after this kind of loss, I think the guys are going to like, you're going to see a good response on Friday. So. You know, take care of the next handful of games, even if they're against um, tough opponents, and this one won't hurt as much. But yeah, it just it sucks to lose this kind of game. Happens on the season, 
you know, no one goes 0 and 82 and no one goes 82 um, and 0. Um, Detroit was going to win about probably at least 10 or 12 games at 20 games. And that means they're going to win against some teams. You know, that happens, right? Detroit beat, you know, OKC. Sometimes that weird shit happens, especially when you play like shit. So, yeah, guys responded poorly. I think they all know that. I think they'll probably be fine. Um, the West is really tight right now, but I think a lot of that's going to shake out as as we get further, especially after All-Star break. Um, so, yeah, just got to get through the rest of this. It looks like Fox is a little off. Hopefully he can, I don't know, hopefully he can feel a bit better. Um, and hopefully they can take care of business against Detroit and then go on that road trip and win a few of those road games against yeah. Nuggets. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you had a long puzzle. Are you done? Are you not? Uh, David, thank you for that. And 100%, I agree. Uh, this is a classic variance game where if you shoot like hoes and the other team uh, balls out and shoots really well, you're going to lose. It is what it is. So um, there you have it. I wouldn't take this too badly. I, I really wouldn't because this team has just shown that it could play games like this from time to time. Nolan, good to see you. What's going on? Man. He said everything I was about to say, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough loss. Um, but with the next upcoming opponents, I think that we do respond well. We do look at ourselves in the mirror, and we have to bounce back. I think we play what I'm looking at it now. Nuggets, Thunder, Suns, Nuggets, Spurs, Clippers, Heat, Nuggets, Timberwolves. That's our next nine. Spurs are the only weaker team in that group. It's all really tough teams, but I think this is a loss where we could take it with stride and be like, look at ourselves in the mirror. Say, all right, we got to figure it out. We got a tough stretch going on. We lost to a bad team who's missing a lot of guys. Should we have lost to him? No. Did we? Yes. Time to pick it up, turn around. I'm sure Mike Brown will do what he has to do coaching-wise to light the fire under these guys' ass and put him back out there for this next nine-game uh, stretch where it's going to be tough. And then I'm, I'm in Monty we trust. If we stay put, I'm with it. If we go after a guy, I'm with it. So. It's going to be a tough uh, stretch here, but hopefully we can bounce back and respond well after this one. Also, to like touch base on that, I mean, you know, like standing pat and everything, um, you know, there's been reports like, you know, certain players are available, are they not available? So some teams like that may have players like that are on struggling teams. Like I've seen reports like Washington, you know, like the Trailblazers, like things like that like they may be standing pat until the end of the season and the off season as well. So again, like if trades do not happen, like, yes, Monty's job is to go out there and execute, but it does take two to tango. So like, if nothing does happen, like I know we're going to see people shitting on Monty for doing nothing, but again, it takes two to tango. And if some of these teams are wanting to wait until the off season to kind of figure out what direction they want to go for their franchise, then that's just what's going to happen. So I'm not expecting anything to happen. I would probably tell everyone not to expect anything to happen tomorrow. Um, but again, it takes two to tango to pull these things off. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, I don't want anything to be forced in us to go back and be like, oh, we should have done that just because to make a trade, just to make a trade. I like the guys that we have, and I know I've seen them play. I mean, you see Harrison Barnes picked it up and he had some big scoring games in the last couple uh, weeks here. But I'm fine with standing, Pat, and with the guys we have because we do have a good squad. I mean, they – did they showed it last year? We've shown spurts this year. It's not too far off of a record last year at this time. So I'm fine with that. We we have a squad. We got a good squad to build something, do something next year if it comes around, if it's available. But Nolan, you know people want to win the chip now. Oh, yeah. 
I don't, I don't care what they want. I want a good team. That's what I want. <laughs> exactly. And, and Nolan and David, I, I appreciate you guys not calling from the middle of uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. And what is it called? Golden Tower Bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. I fucked my joke up. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, no, seriously, it, it's ridiculous. Everyone's crying. It's like nobody said that this was a, a, a true contender this year. And we need to relax. It's all about the long game, y'all. Uh, thank you, guys. Keith, what's happening? Oh, daily Sabonis. Daily, daily, daily. We are in a world of hurt tonight, but I'll try to, I'll try to do my best to look at both sides. You know, there's, there's, there's something called the glass being half full and the glass being half empty. I think it's a little bit of both right now for our beloved Kings, but let me try to make as much sense of tonight as possible. Um, first of all, you got to give the, the Pistons credit. Um, I remember when they, I think, broke the the NBA record for longest losing streak, and I did the, my whole sports um, show on that. I think this is, a, excuse me, a little bit of karma for that, so. Okay, Pistons, you got me back on that, whatever. Um, but you got to give them credit. They went out there and kicked their ass. I mean, there's really nothing else you can say. They kicked their ass, and um, they showed up. And, you know, the Pistons, not to make this about them, but, like, they're going to – they have talent on that team. They're missing Cade. Uh, I like that you touched on Dur- on Duran because Duran is a rebound freak. He already has an NBA body. He's not even legally allowed to drink yet. They've got talent. They're going to find their way eventually, hopefully. Um, and, and write that ship. Um, but to get to the Kings, man, I mean, this has been now, I feel like a month to two month process where we see this team going like a four game winning streak and then just lose a bad one. And these inconsistencies, you know, like Liz and I talk about all the time, we'd rather have them happen now than a couple of months from now. But, you know, I, I, I I see on Twitter or X, if you want to be politically correct now, the fans taking shots at Mike and Fox and, oh, Sabonis. You got, you got, you know, Cam. I love Cam, but he's like, oh, Sabonis is the only superstar that shows up now. It's like, come on, really? Um, everyone just had a bad, it was a bad performance. It's not directed, it can't be solely directed at, oh, well, Fox didn't show up. Did Fox have a great game? No. By Fox's standards, absolutely not. But he wasn't the only one. So to pin this loss or these last couple of games, the way this team has performed on just Fox or somebody, that's um, irresponsible. They just have not played good as a team. And uh, they touch on the deadline. I really don't know. I mean, look, it, it... you have to think if you were being honest with yourself when Monty was making these moves last year, re-signing Barnes, giving Domas the extension, he was in the ear of the players. And I guarantee you the players probably said, we're fine with running it back. We're fine with keeping Barnes. We're fine with the group of guys we have. So, you know, I, I don't expect a move. But at the same time, if Monty goes into this whole season and says, now, now, you guys said let's run it back with the core we have, I mean, you have to think that that's what they're going to do. And and I really don't think you can make a move right now. I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to have to pay Monk if you want to resign Monk, which, I mean, you have to be a fool not to. You're going to have a lot of these core players coming up in the next couple of years, and that money is going to have to go towards that. So if you're swinging for somebody – 
other than a Kessler Edwards um, type of deal, you're you're going to have to pay a lot of money in the future. But overall, man, I just they didn't play good. They didn't look good. But at the same time, I think we're going to find out a lot about our team right now, which is a scary given what happened tonight, both a scary and hopefully encouraging because what's to say this team doesn't get their shit together and go and, and beat Denver. Some of these other teams, man, like they've beaten OKC. They lose the Pistons. So it's like the best. Of, it's like the, the best of times and the worst of times. But we're going to find out a lot about the Kings. You know, we've already beaten Denver once this year, too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. So you're dealing with these expectations now. It's not about, OK, you guys surprised everybody. You made the playoffs for the first time in 5,000 years. That's over with. Now comes the tough part. Can you deal with the expectations? Can you deal with the pressure of not just being the up and coming team? Now people know you're somewhat decent. It's about now putting it together. 48 minutes every single night you can't be inconsistent but tough loss man these things happen uh i wish i had some tequila with me or at least a blunt but that'll i can't have that tonight so better days ahead hopefully we uh, learn from this come back from this strong uh light the beam hopefully and again one day and uh, hope we will turn the jets on on another day good night thanks keith damn it we're so damn rational we need a jim park to just panic and start crying on the damn fucking spaces Seriously, who's going to play that for, role? No, just all, for all the trolls tonight, uh, Sabonis and Fox uh, did speak to the podium tonight. So just for anyone out there that you know what? was going to be trolling after the game. Oh, man. Well, you already know there's a few trade machiners that are uh, putting Fox and Domas in there. Or maybe just Fox that and That would Keegan be crazy. Tonight. No, <laughs> seriously, you know they are. It's all good. I, I know. That's crazy. Manny, how are you? What's up, guys? I'm going to be the irrational one here today. Uh, I'm not going to be like, oh, crazy, man. I'm not going to do Jim Park. Nobody does Jim Park like Jim does Park. But uh, for me, that's such a, right here, that's such a bad loss. That's such a bad loss. Uh, I, I can't get with the, with the uh, it's just a game or I guess it happens or they came off this like, They've had too many of these games, and when you're in this tight race where there's so many teams that are jockeying for position, these are you have to have these. Like, period. I don't care if they beat them before, they blew them out, or what it was. Like, it's a six-win team. It's a six-win team, and if you're going to be taken seriously and you're going to be taken as a contender, even I'm not saying the championship. I don't think that's where they're at this year, but just even being a a top six team, like you got to get these wins. Like I know OKC lost to them, but to me that's a that's a different loss for OKC. OKC hasn't had these ebbs and flows like like our teams have, where where it's literally you get like you said the four game the the winning streak, and then you get this the kind of like that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing from the team, where even in this game, like that first quarter, they were shooting well. And then they just fell in love with the three, and, and they even said on the broadcast, and we watched, and it's like they hadn't gone to the hole at all. It's like, you know this is going to bite them. You know this is going to bite them. Then you get to halftime. You're down. All right, whatever. Third quarter, you make a little comeback. Towards the end of it, you're, you're feeling good again, and then it's just another lapse. And it's another team that looks 
insane from the three-point line against us. Everybody has career three-point shooting games against the Kings. That's what it seems like almost every other game. Like, oh, I've never seen them shoot like this. They're just, it's just a great night for them. No, it's because we're that bad defensively. We're that bad in rotations. Like, we constantly, almost every single game, even sometimes they're in wins, make the teams look so good at three-point shooting because of our rotations. And it's like, dude, at some point, I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a theme going forward. Because at this point, you're, you're at the halfway mark. You are who you are. I mean, yeah, we've seen teams like go crazy in the second half of seasons and like flip stuff around, but like you're pretty much, unless there's some drastic uh, roster moves, you are who you are at this point. This is how you're playing. And we're probably going to see a lot of ups and downs. And I don't expect much of the deadline and I'm not, I'm not clamoring for it. What they're asking for people like Caruso and all that is ridiculous. As much as I love Caruso, he's not worth two first round picks, obviously. So if Monty stays pat, I can't get mad at that because that just means there wasn't a good deal out there. But in the offseason, all oh, this got to get addressed because you can't have another – even if they – let's say they hold on to the anywhere from the four to the six seed, get in the playoffs, have a great series. Hopefully they make that step and get past the first round. But if they don't, at this point, like going into year basically three of this next year, you just can't have that up and down year anymore. You can't have that first round exit. Like – this is a it's gonna be a critical offseason for this team in and shoring up a lot of stuff. And I have faith in Monte and what he's gonna do, but I I'm not angry about this loss, but it's just more like not defeated, but just like Jesus Christ type thing. Like, yeah, I get there's bad games, but there's been too many of these games. Yeah, you're not wrong, man. My question is like, why did we why did we not play Kessler Edwards? Like he did so well, uh, what two games ago? Yeah, he had really uh, a. <laughs> Jaden and I was going off, and yeah. I thought that's uh, I I I just think that's good strategy. Uh, put the athletic, taller, lengthier person on the shorter point guard. You know, uh, defensively, we have enough people that could score, so we could just have one guy that's just a one-way player who could try to slow him down, and that I didn't happen. I just think it's weird. Cool. I think that's part of the problem too, though, is that I think this year in particular, we've been looking daily for one guy that we can just stick out there and say, all right, there's your best player. There's a scoring machine. Go shut that shit down. Turn the, the water faucet off. And I don't think that Mike has found, I think, I, I really feel like the defense has improved. But the defensive effort, it varies from night to night. And part of that improvement is obviously um, focused on this concept of like going hard on defense. And it just seems like sometimes, you know, on any given night, this team does not give the effort defensively. When it's there, it's there and they're clicking. But the inconsistency on defense, I really do feel like the effort just has not been as a whole the way it was last year up to this point trying to at least give the energy and effort on defense that's been part of the problem and if and if no one else if we can't stick anybody else out there i think at some point mike's gonna have to be like listen kessler's giving us good minutes we gotta at least find 10 15 minutes out of the night to just give him to to focus on defense see what he can do yeah man Absolutely. Um, hey, Dave, I just want to say one thing real quick because I saw this on the timeline. A bunch of people like, why is he put Murray back in? And he put like, 
Well, I don't question that. Like <clears throat> Murray's been having a couple last couple games. It's been kind of rough for him. I think this game was a culmination of all those games and frustration. And when you got a young player like that, there's no reason to put him back in at that point. Let him decompress. Let him watch the game from afar. Let him see everything that's going on. And then next game, you start him back up. It's not a long-term thing, but, like, I saw, like, people up, oh, you should be putting him back. Like, bro, he was not going to help that team at that point. Like, young players like that, sometimes they just need to look from afar. Let them breathe for a second in this last part of this game, and then he's fine the next game. Like, you put him back out there. Yeah, right on. Sean, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, everyone? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, with everyone else. I mean, I'm not about to go jump off a bridge or anything, but it's, this is a bad loss. Really, really, really bad loss. There's no other way to put it. The thing I just uh, saw that we fall to the seventh seed and we have a brutal stretch. So, we'll see, you know, I think it goes back to what, how you started it. Fuck around and find out. So, we'll find out what this team's made of. But, man, I've said it before. We're so jackal and hide. I know some uh, – some other people have mentioned that it's just so frustrating to watch this team. And I don't, I, some of it's effort, some of it's inconsistencies on defense, but what it comes down to, from my opinion, we're playing all NBA players, regardless if they're rookies or not. And if you let them get hot, I mean, we, who was that, that tall guy that did a, uh, he did like a, uh, a he did a, a fadeaway, not a fadeaway, but a step back three on one of our guards. And I'm like, Oh God, if he's hitting that, then they're going to hit everything. But it's because he sees one or two go, you know, go in the go in, and then they just feel the confidence, and that's the thing that we just, for some reason, we just play down to competition, and it's been a problem for the Keens for a really long time. And uh, you know, we're fifty games in. I don't expect us to do anything. I think if we were going to do some trades, it would have happened already. So that is what it is. But it's just a bad loss. There's really no way to chalk it up. It's you know, you can't keep losing games like this and expect to do something and you know these inconsistencies that we're seeing all season are going to come back and haunt us in the playoffs so um and another thing to point out too is that the west is stronger this year Uh, a lot of teams are you know playing really well so we'll see what the teams are made of i think we'll definitely be able to pull out some wins but it's just baffling to me that you know we go on a good stretch of games and then we have the worst loss of the year it seems like every game that we lose is the worst loss of the year because it's just so poor effort, so poor execution, and we just lose. So um, we'll see what happens when we go, you know, and play some of these elite teams and see if we can uh, pull out some wins. But right now it's definitely, so as some people say, it's just like we feel defeated. And the only other last thing I just want to say is, uh, what the hell are the refs doing? Like, why are you teeing up Herter twice? Like, that was complete bullshit. Like, come on now. Like, all he said was, that's a foul, which it was a foul. And then you get him two T's and eject him. Like, these refs are horrible, and they're just always out to get us. So, that's all I got. <laughs> that, that actually looked personal, didn't it? Like, it's like, really? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, I was, like, watching it, cause, uh, and then and just like, are you kidding me? Like, ejected him? And then the last thing, too, is, like, Katie's just like, well, what what's going on? What's going on? You know? And it's just like. No one knows because it's just so awful. Like, you fouled the guy on a three-point shot, and then one of our players is trying to defend his teammate, and then you eject him? Like, it's crazy. I mean, it didn't uh, really affect the game. It was already over by then, but come on. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that we lost this because of refs. We lost because we played like crap. But 
I mean, Jordan uh, Ivy was able to do that little shoulder check over and over and over, and they just never called it. So I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because Kevin said it like upset but very conversational. I, I saw Malik yell at the refs at least a few times, and nothing happened. So it's like, yeah, that yeah. was really weird. Uh, for and then sure. you have you know other players in the league that can stomp on people's chest in a playoff game and never get ejected. So <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, take care. Take care, man. Thank you so much. Ebiz, what's happening? Hey, man. What's up with y'all? What's up? So I didn't watch the game. I was watching some shit. You know, I didn't want to. I was watching some shit on Martin Luther King and his death and all that. Yeah, that's but, important, know. man. You know yeah, I mean? so, and you know, I'm, I'm glad you weren't watching some bullshit. That's actually important. So we yeah. all give you a pass. So I started checking the score and all that. I was like, wow. I was like, they're they're winning. Then also I was like, damn, they're losing. Damn, they're losing. What the fuck? And I was like, oh, whatever. And then it was 99-97 at the end of the third. So I was like, oh fuck this. I ain't watching it. Then I saw how the score, like they were down by three. Kings were down by three. And I was like, fuck it, let me watch it. That game was fucking crazy. De'Aaron Fox, like when he missed that fucking layup, that point blank layup, that caught me off guard. And I just think it's it's wild to me how he, I don't know what the fuck is up with him, man. It's like he doesn't like, like last year, I swear last year, whenever we played against anybody, De'Aaron Fox was fucking hooping. But this year reminds me of how he used to be before where it seems like he goes to bullshit against shitty teams. Is it me or what? Because it, like, that's what it really feels like. No, he's done it against good teams, too. I, I just think this year he has done so much that there are games where he's just fucking tired, and it's all legs. And, yeah, it's really weird. But then there were some decisions today that I didn't like, and Liz pointed out earlier, like, yeah, he went under the screen so many times when Jaden Ivy was getting hot from three. So it was really weird to see that. And it's like, can we go over, please, at least contest the shot? So, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, they were 55% from three. I just fucking saw that. That shit is fucking crazy. And um, am I right or wrong? Or is the next two games, is it Denver and OKC? Yeah. Yeah, Denver at home, and then we go back on the road. Oh, how cute. Fuck. Ah, uh, whatever. I don't think we're trading anybody either. I don't think we're getting anybody tomorrow. So I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah, fuck it. Whatever, man. It sucked we lost, but shit. Uh, that's really it. All I want is we just got to go out there and try and just work harder. Because I, I just see what you posted, how what um, Ham, James, she ended up interviewing uh, it's a bonus, and he said it perfectly. No excuses. So, yeah, we just got to go out there and just stop bullshitting because this – I didn't know how far away we were from being the one seed. Like, don't get me wrong. I didn't think we were going to be it, but I didn't know, like, we were, like, five games away. So it seems – because I think it's, like – I don't know if we're still five anymore, but I think what, like, it was the four seed and up is, like, five games – ahead of us is that right or do you guys know or am i fucking out yeah, something like that and so then they're all literally tied yeah like pretty like pretty much today. the one through four seed is like tied and then the fifth through like the 11th seed is only separated by like five games but we're currently in the seventh seed right now 
Oh, fuck it, man. Whatever. Hey, and last thing before I say, I'm going to let you guys go. Hey, do you guys think the, um, do you think that people are going to want to treat the Thunder like they treated the Kings last year? Like everybody's going to want to play the Thunder for the playoffs? Uh, Thunder are a little more scarier, I think. Like they've beaten everybody at least once, except for us, which is interesting. Yeah, tell me about it. We'll see how it is when we go out to OKC. But um, all right, man, fuck it. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. Not at whatever we lost, but it ain't the end of the day, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. on to the next, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Hey, you guys have a good night, though. I'm gonna keep listening to y'all, though. Appreciate you. Thank you, Epis. All right, no doubt. No, everyone's been <laughs> level-headed, surprisingly, besides the timeline. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's just it's a roller coaster, right? Unfortunately, that's what that's what an A2, you know game uh season you know will do to you it's gonna be up and it's gonna be down um you know there's been some really big downs this season unfortunately but again um after like you have to look at it too like after a season like last year uh teams are gonna figure you out and they're obviously gonna have better game plans for you um so again like i'm not gonna say that last season was a fluke but you need to come out you know with more serious intentions if you want to continue up on the trajectory so Again, you know, this was a really, really bad loss. Like, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, but they happen in the NBA. So uh, you just got to keep, you know, moving and trucking along and, you know, brush this off your shoulder and get ready for the next one. Because like we said, the next, uh, you know, nine games, it's going to be a brutal stretch. Right. I just don't understand how people are, are such in the mindset of what have you done for me lately? It's always the last game that they react to. They don't think about many seasons they don't think about our four game losing streak we're actually if we win those games that we lost in those really close losses you know we go home it's a three and one road trip or whatever it was right like it, it's not a four game losing streak so that trips me out and then we just take our losses hard and i always say take your losses as well as you take your wins period but oh well Domas Muse, what's going on? Nothing much. Um, you know, obvi- like, tough, tough loss. Loss is a loss, you know. They come and go, um, especially against the Pistons. After that loss, I-, I will not lie, I was very upset. But this space has calmed me down. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you for talking some sense into me. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's tough, but... I'm very, very interested to see how tomorrow will play out because obviously rumors with whoever player in the trade market may be, but it will be interesting to see how it how Monty goes about it. I, I mean, our guys are there. Like the potential is is so high, but I just like there's only been like a few games where all of those guys have played to that potential like they like it's there i believe in those guys they're working to it the flute games flute games are happening we've had a couple of them this season it would be nice though to have a lot less fluke games as the season goes on you know work out those kinks figure it out improve um one of the things that stands out to me though is um 
our opponents, like whenever we have these fluke games, our opponents three point shooting is just like off the charts. And to me, I'm like, is that just luck or is that just our defense not executing well? It's it's very interesting to me how ev- like almost every single game, those three point shootings for those other teams is just crazy. Um, that's just my input. We move on to the next game. It I expect them to bounce back, but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if we lose these next four games. But I have faith in this team. We just got to bounce back stronger than this loss. So we'll see and hopefully light the beam against the Nuggets. Well, knowing how this season has gone, uh, I'm not going to be surprised by anything, any result whatsoever. Whether we win four straight against these elite teams or lose four, maybe even go 500. This season has been so crazy. Uh, it's just best to like, you know, hate to quote somebody, but like flow like water, just let it happen. Be zen about it. That, that's all you can do. Because once you start expecting things, like most of us started, probably expected a win from tonight. You know, now you get pissed because it's like, what the hell? But then a lot of people were expecting us to just go 500 on this long ass road trip. And then what do you know? They come back five and two. So it's been that season. Uh, the vibes are strange. And definitely, yeah. definitely. And I think going five and two on that road trip and then coming back to lose against the Pistons, that's why emotions were so high. He's like, holy shit. We went five and two against on this road trip. People were thinking, oh, we may go three and four, four and three, whatever. Five and two is great on that road trip. And then like we have all these high expectations and just to lose. That's why all these emotions are running high. But losses will happen. You just gotta, like you said, water. My dad always says, water off, water off a duck's back. It just flows right off. Just gotta move on. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Which I think that's what this team is good at. And not to mention, it was really only one day rest, but was it really a lot of rest considering considering one part of the day was a long flight? So, yeah, I, I expect a better outing uh, in the next game at home. That's more time at home, and they have more time to get their legs back and recalibrate and uh, just, you know, wipe this fucking game from their memory for sure. Domas Muse, appreciate you. And, and I do want to shout you out in, in big ups to you for being a Muse account, but you're fairly normal. <laughs> normal, Thank positive. I'll take like, it. I'll take it. <laughs> no, seriously. Come on now. Look at all the Muse accounts and they're fucking batshit crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really weird. So, I have my fair share of moments, but I come back to reality. Well, there you go. Uh, that's awesome, man. Can um, I ask real quick because yeah. I've been curious like why what is with like the like something and then muse like I don't understand like how like how that even came about like with all the muse accounts like I'm, I have no clue I just uh I mean I've seen obviously like King's Muse and then like Nick's Muse Bucks Muse Warriors Muse like I have no clue and then all of a sudden all these player muse started popping up I'm like well I like my guy Domas got to rep Domas might as well I mean, Domas is understandable, but I saw like there's like a Looney Muse for like Kevon Looney, and I was like, that's kind of wild, like because I mean, there's like I'm not, I'm not trying to Park disrespect Kevon Looney, like, but like Monty he's obviously yeah. he's not like the you know big name of the Warriors. Like you got Curry, you got you know, so 
I just like always found that weird. I was like, why are there so many Muse accounts? I'm like, is this like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, yeah. what's dope is uh, there's Muses for retired players. So there's a cart Kevin Martin Muse for no reason. And, and I follow that person because I, I just think that's one of the greatest things. He's one of my I guys, think they were in here. Know? They were in here earlier. Oh, and two, by the way, um, I do want to uh, express because, you know, we always talk, you know, obviously about basketball, but, you know, life is bigger than basketball, y'all. And I just want to send my prayers to Scott Pollard because he is uh, waiting on a heart transplant. So that is a, you know, a very uh, serious thing that he's going through. So just prayers to him and his family because, um, you know, life is bigger and he gave a lot of good years to the King. So hopefully that all ends well for him. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate everyone being so f- rational. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. We have another rational speaker. Uh, Ross, what's going on? What's up, everybody? Um, yeah, coming in pretty rational. Uh, I mean, like most people, you see yourself favored by 15 points and you think it's going to be an easy win. Um, but that's honestly like we're setting ourselves up because that's not who this team is. That's not who they've been this year. That really wasn't who they are last year. I feel like we have a kind of a better memory of what we thought last year's team was but last year's team was really stressful too um it was just the come up and our first time really experiencing wins um so everyone was sweet and obviously it was a different season and a little more lighthearted. but that's what comes with you know making the playoffs is this added pressure and it's like the sophomore slump as they call it with players you kind of have this you know, uh, pressure on yourself because now you have to prove it again. So it's obviously not going perfectly or how you'd love it, but you still just got to keep looking at the record. It's a very reactionary uh, thing, especially Twitter. It's like you win a couple games and, you know, keep everybody and you lose a couple games and now we want to trade everybody. So just kind of sticking with this team. And if nothing happens tomorrow, it's not the end of the world. A um, couple positives, like you saw Fox and Domas both speak in the post game, and I think it's little things like that that are really good to see. Because so many people, it was just like a big debacle a month ago when Fox wouldn't speak, and this is probably about as bad of a loss as you can get. So it's good to that's a good thing seeing your two leaders get up there. Um, the one thing that is strange that I just can't figure out is this team not being good at home. Um, if they were like a 750 winning percentage or a little bit closer to what most, you know, top six teams are at home, it would just separate us. And I don't know if it's the, I mean, my personal theory is that the fans are so thirsty. It just puts this added pressure on the team um, because it really doesn't make a lot of sense. They just seem to focus away um, from sack. So if they clean that up, and figure it out i think it'll be good um and then just big picture we just needed a couple of dogs on this team um i like the talent we have right now and i don't think it's a talent issue i think it's more of a mental issue and that's why when you see teams coming in and it doesn't really matter who we have on the floor they're just so comfortable and you know even with our improved defense we still have that identity that we're kind of a soft team so even if Monty doesn't make a move um, tomorrow, um, I think in the offseason, you you get somebody out there 
and not just a guy that is, you know, end of the bench guy is going to come in deliver a hard foul. You got to get somebody that's, you know, fourth or fifth, top four or five in your rotation that, you know, really other teams do not like playing somebody who's going to annoy you on defense. I feel like the one thing with this team is people come in and are just a little bit too comfortable. So I'm sure Monty's looking for it. Um, if I see like one, one more of these tweets, that's like Monty do something. It's, it makes me laugh because the, the guy is, you know, up there with one of the most talented pieces of our organization so far. The fact that he's been able to build this with such little, you know, weapons um, came into just, I, I say it a million times, but when he came in, Fox had no value on his contract. He was almost untradeable. Um, and he maxed him out. And then, you know, he's, he's had his misses in the draft, but his hits have been way bigger. So Monty's brilliant. Um, he doesn't have a bunch of, uh, you know, bunch of ammunition to just throw out there. So he's going to make some calculated move and get this team better, even if it's not tomorrow within a year or two. So yeah, stay patient. Right on Ross. Appreciate you, man. Thankfully everyone has a positive outlook again. You know, it is a disappointing loss and it's unacceptable. Um, and, the guys 100% know that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think these players are walking into the locker room and like, well, you know, on to the next. Like, they're going to let this, you know, this type of situation kind of sting. And if they really do have the hopes of, you know, at least getting out of the first round this, you know, season, um, they got to tighten their shit up. So uh, hopefully they look at themselves in the mirrors, take the accountability they need to take and, you know, um, go on this long road trip or, you know, long stretch of games, I should say, and uh, get some good wins. And like we always say, uh, every episode, stay neutral. Uh, this time it's not getting too low. So we've talked about it before. Do your reset. So that way you're coming into the next game, uh, fresh with good vibes, but, uh, we appreciate everyone coming out, uh, shout out to all the speakers. And, and I love that. I really, I'm so glad that Domas Muse says, yeah, yeah. You guys talked me off the ledge. That's what we're here for. Uh, and I think, that's what we're best at. We're given our perspective. That's all we could offer. Really. We're not in the locker room. We don't have access like the other outlets, the other uh, Kings media, but we are fairly rational fans that have put the time in and put thought into this game. So thank you for appreciating our takes. We appreciate you guys. Seriously. Uh, that's what it's about. That makes me feel good about doing this shit. And uh, I think that's super dope. So you make it worth it. That's what I'm saying. All right, y'all. We appreciate you. Good day. Good night. Light the beam.